0: This podcast is brought to you by Upcase. Want to become the sort of developer top rail shops like ThoughtBot fight over? Join Upcase today to get the pro training, insider knowledge, access to ThoughtBot developers, and a community of like-minded learners you need. Hone core skills like Vim, Tmux, Git, and Rails by visiting upcase.com slash to get 50% off your first month of Upcase. Let's get that junior out of your title and start leveling up today with Upcase okay i started recording happy All monday right.
1: yeah is it monday <laughs> the meet the uh yeah the audio meters are are moving they're so. moving we're podcast pros hello you're listening to tentative a podcast about digital product design I'm your co host, Red Alemodin, and with me is the awesome Kyle Fiedler. Dun, 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 dun.
0: Dun, dun, dun.
1: Yeah, like let, let's talk about something cool. What's cool? I don't know. Maybe graphic editors or like tools in general? Tools in general?
0: I well, like- not tools in general, but design tools. I like general tools. You know, like a hammer or. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Hammer and saw, screwdriver.
1: Yeah. Those are cool. No, I mean <laughs> let let's let's put it this way. Software for designing other software. That sounds weird. <laughs> it is it's kind actually of accurate. It, yeah.
0: It is ex- a good description though.
1: Yeah. Although some of it is used for print or illustration, but right. I think what I'm what I'm trying to get at is <laughs> what, what what graphic editor you're using. What tools do how, we use in our workflow? When, why? So there's like lo- a lot of questions. This tends to be like a, a religious discussion in design circles. Yeah, I guess it's, I don't know it's why.
0: It, why is every everything seems to be like a religious discussion? Like you have to uh, use Photoshop or you have to use Sketch. The way I see
1: it is, I think, is because people are passionate about what they do. Yeah. And when
0: you're passionate about something, uh, you dis- like you tend to argue about it religiously. Well, we might it's go back much- to like the hammer reference later on, but uh, like I've never met, maybe, like, maybe it's my lack of you know people that I know that are carpenters, but like I've never met a carpenter that is like, I have to use my hammer for everything. Right. I had a similar like
1: discussion on Twitter.
0: Maybe maybe there's like certain brands that I I assume they're probably like for a drill they like like certain brands. So maybe there yeah. is a correlation between
1: Yeah, I mean, it's hard to talk about like other <laughs> industries or other that we like, don't know jobs. about. Yeah, but I would assume that they have similar maybe less because they're they probably use the internet less than our industry because we do work on the internet, we build stuff for the internet. Yeah. Or, you know, it's it's a lot more visible.
0: At any rate, what software do you use? So, uh, it's
1: it right now I use a, a lot of software, and I guess it's I became less attached to one like one single app or one single tool. And uh, I think that's a good thing in, in retrospect, because at some point I was just not happy with whatever I worked with. And the reason was because I tried to use one thing for like everything. And like later I realized that's not a good approach and that you should probably use a lot of things for different tasks. And then that way. You you use each thing for for the best feature that it has. And right. That's it.
0: No, I totally agree. I think I use Photoshop, Sketch, Illustrator. My design process is probably really haphazard and crazy and all over the place. But I use those three in tandem with like HTML and CSS. And all three of them were we're not going to talk about editors, uh text editors, because We did that already. We we've already covered that at length. But like I think HTML and CSS are a design tool just as much as Photoshop and Illustrator and Sketch.
1: Are they, though? I don't see it that way. Because, like, HTML and CSS are not... They're tools in a way, but they're, like, the raw material. Like, you can't build a wooden table without wood. So you can't build a website without HTML and CSS. So it they're tools, but at the same time, they're materials. You can build a website without CSS. Oh, that's true. But it's going to look ugly as sin. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand people who don't have CSS on their website. The The default font is just terrible. Uh, just to let you know, like, if if you don't think it's terrible, then we should talk.
0: <laughs> you, you do know that you can change that in your preferences, right?
1: Uh, actually, I didn't know that. You can't. Really? Yeah. On any
0: browser or just uh, a few browsers? I believe Chrome and Safari, you can do that.
1: Wait, let me do that right now. Do you think it's in... Uh... Yeah, because you should have told me this earlier. I didn't know about it. <laughs> yeah, I've done it can...
0: before. I don't remember how I did it, but, but we can certainly look that up and get back to you.
1: I know it's possible using uh, like CSS injection. Like There are uh, extensions that allow you to inject specific CSS, and you can just do like body, uh, font family, sans or something, sans serif and it would apply to any page, but I don't know if, if any browsers have that built in. If, if they do, I, I'd be really, really glad to use that. But to come back to what we were discussing. <laughs> I was gonna
0: say, I'm, I've enjoyed that we, we set a topic and we totally derailed, what, no, like three times so this far? this is a big deal. Okay. It's a
1: big deal. So you, you, you mentioned HTML and CSS, and I was saying, I think it's, they're not just tools, they're also like raw material. And I understand that you can do websites now without HTML and CSS using only JavaScript. And that's really unfortunate. I don't want to be you. But let's go back to the topic of graphic editors. Right. I know I know you
0: were a Photoshop guy. I was. That's correct. Did that change? I would say I do probably majority of my stuff in Sketch now. But like I still use Photoshop and Illustrator. Like you said, they're, they're tools for specific use cases. Sometimes when I think Photoshop is going to be a better tool for what I'm trying to do, and so I'll, I'll use Photoshop and really like the way that I use Photoshop, Photoshop and sketch, except for so Photoshop, Photoshop. I like that, (laughs) except for like marketing design, which we can separate that out distinctively from application design. So application design, my approach is to build a wireframe, usually in HTML and CSS. And then slowly iterate and make that better over time. So a lot of what I'm doing for application is taking a screenshot, throwing it into sketch or Photoshop and building out or designing out the feature. And then going back into HTML and CSS for more marketing, visual heavy design. I'm doing a lot of upfront sign and sketch. Usually I, I've, I've stopped using Photoshop for that kind of work. Why are you using sketch for that? I I feel like it's a simpler tool. Yeah. At least the tool set that Sketch allows for, for me it's like an easier an easier starting point than Photoshop. Photoshop I feel like is really good at getting nitty-gritty into the details. And a lot of the time I'm trying to get into the details with HTML and CSS as opposed to a graphical editor.
1: Yeah, would that have been different if you were doing more like mobile apps? Probably.
0: I don't know how like I don't know how different that would be though. I would probably still start yeah. in sketch. The nice thing is like for the most part you can easily bring files back and forth or like copy and paste, especially uh between Illustrator and Sketch. I also think like for doing web work, a Sketch's exporter is so much easier than than Photoshop's save for web.
1: Oh, you use that? Yeah. Like the one where you grab CSS values of any. No,
0: component? I mean, like when you're trying to save out assets.
1: Oh, oh, so oh. So SVG yeah, yeah,
0: or yeah. PNG. Oh, right, right, right. I thought you were
1: using the uh, CSS feature, which I did a couple of times just to get started, but I realized it's a lot more work to clean it up than to just get the values manually. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. Slicing, basically.
0: Yeah, except in sketch it's not you you don't have to like slice that's i no, think that's the yeah. extra step that photoshop involves that is just a pain in the ass
1: so you don't use slices what do you use then like artboards or
0: in photoshop
1: no in 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 sketch
0: in sketch i just export out the layer
1: oh so you select the layer and you you click the little plus button in the Export section, yeah, that and it creates a slice, I guess. It, for it creates me. a slice for you, yeah. It does that, uh, yeah, definitely. I don't, I don't use th- that feature actually. Uh, I usually either use artboards or I use slices, depending on what I'm trying to do. Most of the time, I so there was this discussion at some point on Twitter and some blogs about like art artboards versus slices or not versus, but like just how to use these two, like things that presumably end up helping you doing the same thing. I personally prefer artboards to slices, at least on sketch because slices are selectable. So you can, you can still, I mean, you can, you can lock them, but it's extra. It's an extra user action that I have to do. Whereas, artboards, it's it's hard to move them around accidentally, so that's one reason I prefer artboards to slices. Sometimes they use slices within artboards, etc., but yeah, I agree that the exporting features on uh, Sketch are probably the
0: best. I would also imagine, like, I haven't used it for iOS design, but I would imagine that their exporting features are much superior to Photoshop, because you can export it out at at uh, 2X, 3X. 2X, et cetera, yeah. yeah. Photoshop users, they, they use Slicey, I think, which does a lot of that.
1: But it's a it's not a built-in plugin. You have to buy it separately. Mm-hmm. I'll go on record and say that I stopped using all Adobe products. I don't have any on my machine for, I guess, about a year now. Or no, actually less. I had I still had Illustrator in the last uh, like six months ago and i just dropped that as well i used to to be an illustrator heavy user photoshop was never my go to tools for ui design just because i think it's very clunky it's like moving stuff around the the entire like layer hierarchy does not fit the way i do ui design i like to think of it in terms of objects and less of layers and photoshop was not was made for image editing so like compositing layers and stuff like that was the main goal for the u i so it's i don't i never felt at home with Photoshop. I used it occasionally for crop and stuff or changing the the curves the r g b curves and stuff like that, but never really like as my go to so wait, you use Photoshop for image editing. <laughs> Yes, pretty much. That's what I did. <laughs> it sounds weird, but yeah. How how do you deal with that now if you don't have Photoshop on your machine? I use Pixelmator. It's less powerful than Photoshop, but it's better designed and simpler. It's basically like Sketch but for image editing. And it, it came before Sketch, of course. It's a very mm-hmm. now it's a, an established app on Mac. It's sometimes it's hard to get some specific effects. I have I still struggle with it sometimes compared to Photoshop. But I'd rather deal with the five-minute like frustration with with it, with some particular effect I'm trying to achieve than to deal with Adobe installation process and update process nonsense. It just doesn't make. I I just don't like it and the apps themselves are are good they're they're actually one of the best in terms of raw features but their UI is still lagging behind the the way they work is trying to like to to basically their audience is very large so it's hard to be focused on one specific thing because that tool is used by web designers, mobile designers, graphic designers, f- photographers, a bunch of stuff. And you can change workspace and stuff like that, but it, it feels like it's not really meant for UI design. And I think Adobe are aware of that as well. So they have, they've been doing a lot of efforts to address that problem, like releasing mobile apps or other apps specifically for web design. I think there's EdgeRift uh, Low, uh, if if I recall the name correctly, which does uh, web like responsive web design,
0: I tried that out a, a long time ago, and it was interesting. But it it yeah, it's weird how they have to strike this balance with Photoshop, where they have to like include everything, and then what they it feels like what what they want to be doing, which is you know segmenting out like Photoshop to me is like probably like five or six jobs all in one product and they could yeah. easily split it up for specific features and, right. and like just make a Photoshop for web designers, a Photoshop for mobile designers, a Photoshop for graphic designers, a Photoshop for photographers. Yeah, that's, that's true. And and they would have like, instead of one huge clunky app, they would have like four to five specific Applications that like are are you know they don't take a long time to boot up. They aren't like huge and clunky, and you don't have to learn yeah. like Sketch. And, and maybe this is like it's easy to look back, but like Sketch was was super easy to get a hold of and start working in. Whereas Photoshop, I feel like was it, it's daunting because there's so much in there. Right.
1: Like the first thing that for, you need to do when you open up Photoshop is decide about. Color space, well, actually, color space is, is set by default, but the dimension of the canvas, you know, there are a few presets you can select, but you have to make that decision. A lot of people who just want to start get started with design, they have no idea. And actually, most of the time, if you're doing free, like, if you're doing, for instance, a website design, you don't want to start at a specific, like, dimension because you know, you don't know exactly how wide or narrow it's going to be. <laughs> uh, and that's just a good example of how Photoshop is like, is a lot harder to use. Whereas in Sketch you can open it, you open an ent- entitled document and you already your canvas is already re- like ready for use. But so even back then I used to use Illustrator because I found Illustrator at least even though it has a lot of features, it has less than Photoshop. And also I I liked the direct object manipulation so you can just grab a square, move it around, push it back to layers or, or front. I that to me that's how I want to design a like that's how I think about UI design is like in terms of objects like this is a nav bar and the nav bar has multiple objects inside and these four items could all be in the same layer I don't care if they're not because to me that this is just one uh, layer in the hierarchy in the information uh, hierarchy so They don't need to be separate like layers in in the editing software and that sort of stuff. But then uh, like even Illustrator, I started using it less and less, especially since I started like doing more and more web design. So I relegated it to doing things like icons, exporting SVG and stuff like that. And on the other hand, even for, uh, for iOS, I started preferring to do things in code at least things like changing a tint or stuff like that. So most of the time it's just exporting a black shape in SVG or PDF or whatever format. And I found that Sketch can do that. as. So Sketch is not as good for drawing like complex shapes as Illustrator, but most of the time I don't need to draw those complex shapes. And uh, a lot of times when I need to, I just try to figure out ways to to make sketch to achieve the same result with sketch or just simplify and a lot of times simplifying icons would result in a better outcome especially now with now like with yosemite ios android windows like all operating systems and the web are going the the direction of of simplifying and making things less uh visually complex or, or rich, depending on which side of the fence you sit on. That makes it easier to use things like Sketch. Sketch is simple, and it, it fits that that aesthetic that that we work on these days. And that's the reason I use it. Do you have any complaints about Sketch?
0: I don't think so. It used to be super buggy and quit on me all the time, but it seems to have leveled out and gotten a lot more stable. It crashes less, that's for sure. It still crashes though. It hasn't crashed for me in a while.
1: Interesting. Do you use pages or?
0: I do not. I usually. Okay. So, like, again, my workflow is usually like just taking screenshots and throwing it into. When I do have a lot, I'll create different artboards for different pages most of the time.
1: I see. Yeah, I tend to do that as
0: well. And so that way I can see everything that I'm working on all at once or see previous revisions. Yeah. A lot of the times the sketch or Photoshop document that I'm working on is just like throwaway. So it's just like a space for me to think about the visual design or the UX of a feature before yeah. I actually build out a feature. And a lot of the times it's like space for me to think outside of HTML and CSS because I couldn't get a good handle on it with HTML and CSS. Yeah, but how do you deal with like icons and stuff, like visual stuff? I try to not make that many custom icons. So I'm okay, grabbing yeah. icons from one of the icon sets that we have, or I'm purchasing okay. an icon set. Have you had to do
1: illustration for what?
0: a web project? Like illustration for a web project. Did
1: you have to deal with that recently? or
0: When I'm doing something like a logo or illustration, I'm probably using Illustrator. I mean, for the reasons that um, you already mentioned is because it's a really great tool for doing complex vector, you know, design. Yeah,
1: it's funny, but I recently I started using another graphic editor, a newcomer called uh, Affinity Designer. So Affinity Designer is basically more powerful than Sketch, but less refined than Sketch in terms of UI. So it's somewhere between Illustrator and Sketch. And whenever I need to do some something a little bit more complex than basic shapes and stuff like that I tend to use affinity designer get the svg exported open it in sketch and then continue the work before I used to do that in illustrator but I just quit using adobe products
0: altogether so one of the nice things about illustrator for svg stuff like that is if you copy something to the clipboard it copies the svg code we talked really? about this with Brenda, if you didn't listen to that episode. and it,
1: Yeah, it's, I think it's episode
0: 11. It copies like the cleanest SVG code. Because like, if you export from Sketch or Illustrator, I don't know about Affinity Designer, but like if you export an it's SVG... It's cleaner than Sketch.
1: <laughs>
0: I, I, I tried
1: it. It's cleaner than Sketch. <laughs> but I don't know about uh, with it, comparing it to Illustrator.
0: like You get some wonky SVG code from but the export and you get a bunch of extra craft especially sketch which like inserts a bunch of yeah but but we typically
1: use svg go so that really doesn't i've stopped doing
0: that after yeah brenda convinced me to to stop doing that (laughs) well uh, if you use sketch you definitely have to use it because you get a lot of Mm -hmm.
1: crap So I've been using that. The problem I have with Affinity Designer is that it's it's as I said, it's more it's more complicated than than Sketch. Sketch feels, it still feels to me like has the a superior UI to all others. And that's exactly or it's very close to what I think of when I think of
0: a tool like this. This episode of Tentative is sponsored by Media Temple. For years, Media Temple's grid service has been the web hosting choice for more designers, developers, and creative professionals than any other platform. That's because a single grid account can host anything from your portfolio site to a hundred different client projects. And the grid is ready for anything. Hundreds of servers work together in order to keep your sites online, even if you suddenly hit the front page of Reddit. Media Temple has offered a special discount for tentative listeners. Use the promo code tent. 25 for 25% off web hosting. Go to mediatemple.net and enter your promo code upon signing up. What other tools do you use while you're doing design outside of you do your text editor and graphical interface builder? I use a small tool
1: that I've written myself, but, but I haven't released yet for name and colors. And the, that's just like to, to have like, so basically it's just a small Mac app that allows you to, um, to, name, to give to give like variable names to specific colors. And that's mostly for... Actually, I use it both for web and, and, and native apps. Yeah, what else? Depending on the project. So I use, for instance, SVG Go for uh, optimizing SVGs.
0: That's a command line tool. Do you not use SIP anymore and instead just use your color picker tool? Um,
1: SIP is just for picking colors from screen. Right. But that's not how I... How yeah. I so I uh, basically I, I I I try to define a palette, and then I when I want to use that pot pa- like when I decide about all right, this is the palette we're going to use in this project, then I, I instead of just saying like lighter, dark, or lighter gray, I I use that tool to just find better names, more rem- like names that uh, stick more. Mm-hmm. Um, I use I, Sip a lot talk-
0: when I'm trying to figure out the color palette that I'm I'm looking for. So a lot of the times uh, I'm using SIP on other websites or I have one of the tools that we haven't talked about, uh, that actually, I think you introduced me to is Pixa, um, which collects yeah. all of my inspiration images. And so I'll, I'll run through that and, and pick out colors from other designers, others, other designers designs, um, <laughs> yeah. when I'm kind of stuck with color.
1: Basically you're stealing. Yep. Yeah. I don't steal. Sorry. I Yeah, I just I just I just bring up the color wheel and just like start poking around until I find something that I like. I'm not that good. Well, you could also say I'm not that random. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's to me like I see colors a lot in terms of math, so that probably affects the way I define palettes. No, but but in all seriousness, I I, I usually go to like, I I usually go to color palette websites like Color Lovers and there was another one, Color Hunt. It's a recent one that I've started going to, and I just keep looking at palettes uh, outside the time where I am doing the the design. So it's a, just a a habit, and whenever I like a palette, I screenshot it or or save it, and just I have this like Hazel script. So Hazel is a Mac app that. Uh, acts automatically on specific folder that organizes those palettes into a separate folder. So whenever I'm looking for palette inspiration, I tend to go there instead of... It's pretty much similar to what you're doing, except I don't save entire websites, but just like the palettes themselves.
0: I don't save entire websites either. So my Pixa is full of dribbles and posters and logos and photos and usually what I'm doing is I'm not – I have this issue where if, like, I go to a certain palette, I can't I, – I, like, I'll pick one color from one palette and another color yeah. from another palette. No, th- so that's it's, typical, yeah. Um, I, I don't – some people, like, is it Adobe Cooler or uh, Color yeah. Lovers, yeah. like, that give you a certain set of colors. Like, I like to start off with a, a color and then slowly build up my colors over time as opposed to like having a set of colors that I can use and then trying to like figure out where those colors best fit.
1: Yeah, I, I, I hear you. Uh, the way I use it is not just like, hey, I want to use this color for this project. It's just, hey, these colors or these palettes have some interesting colors. And then I try to mix and match and do a lot of stuff in between to end up with a palette I like mm-hmm. or that fits the project. But it's just a starting point, basically. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking this is a problem I usually I'm actively thinking about and Chromatic is probably ready version 1.0 uh but I have I'm thinking of like the the entire process of finding color palettes, saving them, labeling them, also that sort of that stuff and seeing if there are ways I can improve that. This should probably be the subject of a, another episode talking about colors. But other tools I use are Im, uh, Image Optim, which is for uh, optimizing images. Yep. Sometimes I do have scripts for that because there's a command line tool, but sometimes I prefer just to use the GUI. So for fonts, I tend to use Sketch again just to test out fonts. Th- there is another one on the web, Font Stack, was it? tool i i use also typekit previewer but there was another one that had more that had a lot of fonts including google fonts typekit uh, etc yeah i think they sh- did didn't they shut that down mm, there was there was another one i just checked recently i'll post post the link in the show notes i forgot the name <laughs> stuff like that I, I think it was something that you introduced me to uh. yeah I don't use a lot of tools really outside of these. What do you
0: do for for writing?
1: Writing, I use tech, my text editor really.
0: So you're using Sublime? Yeah, I I use
1: Sublime for for writing. I used to use other tools, but I'm I'm really I'm I've been really trying to limit the number of uh, things I depend on to get my work done. <laughs> And uh, it, it sounds as a contradiction to what I said earlier about using different tools for different purposes, but I tried to limit the number of tools too. So there's a, a balance to strike. I don't want to have one app to do everything, but I don't ha- want to have 1,700 apps for every little thing. And actually, I do prefer using command line tools a lot more for like these sm- smaller tasks like this. So I'm fine having a lot of command line tools, just not like standalone apps that I have to open and stuff like that. Because command line tools, you can mix and match them in, in scripts and stuff like that. So uh, for instance, recently I just made a uh, like a script for uh, vectorizing images. Uh, so Illustrator, they had a trace functionality that was really good. And... I think Sketch has one for raster images, but so far I had very little luck of getting anything good out of it. And it's super obscure as well. Like you have to drop the raster image, double click, and then there is a vectorize icon uh, without label, I think, in the sidebar. And I don't. when I tried it, it didn't, didn't even work. So I wrote a command line script which just combines a couple of libraries, one that takes any format and turns it into a a bitmap format, and then another one uh, for tracing bitmap into EPS or SVG. Whenever I want to just trace something, I use the command line tool to trace it.
0: You have a lot of time on your hands.
1: No, (laughs) I... Well, yes and no. I I think some people prefer to use that time doing things that i deem less worthy so yeah
0: (laughs) i i'm on board with having the least amount of apps but i want to make sure i don't i don't mind having as many apps as i need as long as they're serving a very specific purpose
1: yeah but the problem is that the most apps don't serve a specific purpose like i would have liked to use a tracing app just like the traces bitmaps but there aren't, unless I make one. and Probably I will make one, but for now, this, this thing is enough for me.
0: There is one. It's
1: called Illustrator, but you don't want <laughs> to install it on your yeah, computer. like f- six <laughs> gigs of, of code. My script is like one megabyte, including the binaries and everything. So, so
0: for me, a good example of this is Dash, which basically just searches online documentation. But for oh, me, yeah. it's super useful as a standalone app. Yeah. Uh, I
1: I just a shameless plug. I did the icon for that.
0: I I know. Uh so what dash does is it searches documentation. Um it also has a snippet thing in it, right? Yeah, it does. Uh, the snippet
1: thing I don't use. All my snippets are in uh to Sublime now or or Vim if you're
0: using Vim, so. I have some extra snippets, but I use text expander for it.
1: Yeah, I use the built-in Apple snippets now.
0: Not for code, just for information and stuff.
1: But when I when I installed El Capitan, they stopped syncing on my Mac, uh, and it's a common issue. I've seen few people having it. I found that, so one dumb way is just to edit one of them on on iPhone, and it will trigger a sync, and you need to reboot reboot, and it will be there. But uh, yeah, to to go back to the idea of limiting the number of apps, um, I think I I, w- I agree with you. If apps were more laser focused on one job. And one thing I've started doing recently is I started building those apps because usually they're very easy to build and when you have one job to to do it's there's not much to to get lost in in terms of features and UI and stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of them might not see the, the the light of day because it's hard to sell something that has only one feature especially in this in this day and age where people look at the feature list and the price tag. To judge the value of software, com- like commercial software, so yeah. But I still like like doing that when something is critical.
0: Yeah, I I don't know if I agree with you on that one. Like, if there's a tool that I think is super useful and will save me time, I I don't mind paying for it. And I'd rather have. I think this goes back to like our conversation about Photoshop. Like, I'd rather have a specific feature set that is making one job really awesome and that's it. Um, yeah, like I would prefer dash to just drop the snippets because it's not for me. It's not what it's really good at. It's really good at, you know, documentation lookup. I totally agree. This is a very good example. Text expander is like, I agree. There are other things that, that, that you can do to like solve the same job. But for me, I have like long emails that, that i use yeah. that that i need text expander i don't think apple can do this but like no, you you can yeah. um so have insert like it. form fields in the exp- oh no you can no <laughs> <laughs> yeah so text expander does that which is an added on job for some of my snippets
1: yeah yeah i use text expander a lot i just stopped using it when i realized that the iOS version doesn't it, like it's hard to work on iOS. Yeah, but that was before they had their own keyboard.
0: I actually don't use their iOS keyboard. I, maybe I should try looking at that. But yeah,
1: but again, you you are good good guy, Kyle. <laughs> not 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 everyone <laughs> sees things similarly. And I think uh, like us, at least Thoughtbot or in the industry in general, we we tend to value software, but. Well, actually, even that is debatable, but, uh, it's, yeah, like there are a lot of people who still, who still like w- would think twice before paying any money for,
0: for small utilities and things like
1: that. Especially when, when they see that there is a free alternative, right? That's probably, this crappy, is actually, there's a lot interesting
0: more interesting intro to, I don't know what you're using now, but for, for a notes tool, um, I think in the past, me and you have actually talked about this a lot, which is Evernote, which has a lot of features in it. In fact, I would say it's like equivalent to Photoshop, in which like it takes a while Taking to boot notes. up. Yeah. Uh, it just has a ton of features in it, and there are other notes apps that are just text. And now iOS Notes is is slowly like catching up. Catching up. There's also Google Keep. But like, is there? do you have a preference there? And also like going back to Evernote, it's interesting to hear your opinion or I'm interested to hear your opinion on like, I think within the last week people have started complaining about uh, a lot of what they're doing is they're, they're almost spamming people on their free plan to to upgrade. I used to have a
1: pro plan or whatever they call it on Evernote, but I dropped all of that. Um I have a very long story about uh no like with uh with like note uh, note taking software or note editing software. Um I I used to use uh Yojimbo. Remember that app? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that
0: used
1: that I used to use Yojimbo. I used to use another one, I forgot the name now, but um and I used to take a lot of notes and I used Evernote, uh, the free tier. And I used Simple Note. Mm-hmm. And then I went back to Evernote. I upgraded. And now I'm not using anything. <laughs> I, I I stopped taking notes except Apple built-in Note app. And whatever they added in El Capitan to me is just fluff. I don't really n- need that stuff. I was super happy with, with the way it was before. It was create something... It create a new note start typing you don't even have to decide about the title or tags or any of that crap so it, it, to me that's that's how far i got into and that's not just for taking notes but for a lot of software to do lists for instance i just don't use any anymore i used to just use all of them at once like omnifocus things and wonderlist and all all of that but just now i don't use any of it and, and i think i think i <laughs> this is this is like a trend that I've been going is like I'm just trying to not use too much stuff, and also I'm just trying to not spend too much stuff like trying to organize my digital life because it ne- you will never be able to get to a point where everything is perfect, everything is immediately findable, so yeah, and evernote was definitely getting on my nerves uh even with the pro plan uh like there's the sidebar and and if you don't upgrade, you get this call to action uh-huh. that's always there, and there's like this community thing. I think I, I I don't remember exactly, but it has a bunch of stuff. And as you said, it, it's slow. It does it does a lot of cool things like OCR and things like that. But I don't like the amount of time I need that feature does not uh, justify the slowness of the app every time I launch it. If you see what I mean.
0: No, I totally agree with you. So I've, I'm really happy with one of the notes features, which is being able to include images. Cause that is the one thing that like simple note and a lot of the other note taking apps besides Evernote wasn't able to do. Uh, and for me, like my notes are both images and text. And so That to me is the one feature when they they showed that. I was like, yes, this is awesome. I can finally switch to notes because I agree with you like the notes app itself is awesome like as soon as you open it up it's like super fast uh you can just start typing and it was just like even with simple note like if if simple note for me like that one job to be done I guess is like my notes are half text half image yeah um, so to be able to add images was was was, it's yeah, it's a
1: good feature to have. I haven't used it yet because that's not how I typically take notes. But uh, it's actually uh, something I would like to to use. And and I use notes a lot, also like for writing drafts and stuff like that for like blog posts. It's not just taking notes, but it's also like for drafting. Mm-hmm. I just published a blog post about um, TVOS design guidelines, and I put it on my personal website because it was simply a copy paste of a note. I took during the weekend while reading the guidelines, so it's literally like copy the note, paste it, publish, <laughs> and so I, I like notes a lot. Uh, and now, like they have things like to-do lists or no check marks. Although I'm not sure I'm going to use those, but I might. Yeah, I don't know. Either. Again, I'm happy with the thing. I think my Evernote subscription is still up. Uh, no, I mean I it's I I still have the Pro subscription, but I just don't use it. I migrated all my stuff. Uh, it took me almost like half a day, and now I, I'm I'm not using it. And I, I think I read yesterday that they also having some corporate trouble. Uh, they fired some people. I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, simplicity always wins,
0: right? I've actually gone done the same thing for lists or to dos as you have as well. Like I went from using Things to OmniFocus and Clear and tried even the apple reminders like i tried all of those apps and none of them none of them stuck and honestly right yeah. now i'm using email for my to-do list and wow. i I've, I've found it works really well
1: as in each email would be a to-do item
0: each email in my inbox is a to-do item that i should do what if it's something not related to email like paying a bill or i doesn't matter it's in my email Yeah. Just let me ask
1: you this question. Do you have a life outside computers? (laughs) Like I can't see how you use email for everything.
0: I I use email for almost everything. And I use the browser for almost anything, which I think will probably kill you, right? Like you, you hate the web. No, (laughs) but, but I like,
1: you can't say this and just like pretend (laughs) nothing
0: happened. So I use, I use Google inbox, but I know mailbox does the same thing, which you can snooze emails. Um, and I think there's also like a Gmail add on that you can have that'll snooze emails. So if it's a to do, I'll email it to myself. And when I need to do it is when I'll snooze it too. Uh, and so it'll show up in my inbox and I keep a clean inbox. Uh, and that way I'm only looking like before I started doing this, I think the reason that it's working for me is because I was looking at my emails and at another separate task to do list. And I was keeping things in my inbox that I needed to do, and I was keeping things in my to-do list that I needed to do, and there were just too many places for the things that I needed to do. And so having one place to look at email and things to do, and most emails that come in are, like, you need to take action on them, right? Like, it could be... That's true. It could be as simple as archiving it, but, like, most of the email that I get in is something that I should be taking action on. Yeah. No,
1: I'm not I I'm not making fun of your approach. I actually... Mine is quite similar to yours. I use email as a to-do list, but I use flagging, which is equivalent, I guess, to starring on uh, Gmail. So things I need to... T- I used to use mailbox at some point, but again, another thing I had to depend on, so I dropped it at some point. And uh, now I just... If something I can act on right now, I'll do. If not, I'll leave it in the inbox. If I know that it's going to take me two or three months... To need this thing or to to act on it, then I'll just flag it and archive it. And I have a smart uh, filter that grabs all flagged items, regardless of whether they're in inbox or archived. And then I'll act on. And I use I still use Apple Reminders for just that, like reminders, like uh, laundry or or uh, paying a bill that I don't receive it by email or something like that. Uh, but I tried actually to not like maintain a to-do list with uh, tags and priorities and geo-fencing and all of that stuff mm-hmm. is just too much work you end up actually spending more time um organizing your stuff than actually doing it right <laughs> and it's just like it's not worth it i'll just i'll do things simple <laughs> but you mentioned something and you said you hate the web and that's this probably i'm gonna save this for another episode but um uh, <laughs> I don't hate the web. <laughs> I hate I hate the way people use the web. It's very different. I love the web.
0: Okay. Well, we can save that uh, yeah. for another time. I think we're we're at about time now, though, so we should probably wrap this up. Yeah. So thank you for listening to Tentative, episode 14. You can find our show notes at tentative.fm slash 14. You can tweet us at at tentative fm you can email us at hosts at tentative.fm and if you really like the show please rate us on itunes if you don't like the show you can just unsubscribe awesome thanks take care kyle have a good day you too (laughs) later